0: Hey brother, Raylo. If you engage with the Star Wars community or have even just been online since 2015 at all, undoubtedly you've heard this term. Raylo, on the most basic level is just the shipping of the two characters, Rey and Kylo Ren, from the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And shipping, if you're unfamiliar with the phrase, is when any given fandom or community is rooting for two characters to romantically end up together. It is a huge part of all all fandoms, and fans will have probably shipped any and every combination of two characters inside the story, but especially if it's the two main characters. Enter Reylo, possibly the most well-known and controversial shipping of any two characters in recent memory, and here's why. Guys, before we dive on in, I want to give you a heads up that there are going to be spoilers for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker as soon as the next sentence. You have been warned. Let's talk about the end of Rise of Skywalker. The Emperor is dead, the First Order has fallen, and Rey is down, but Kylo, nay, Ben Solo, has climbed his way back to the service and gives his own life to save Rey's. But not before the two have a moment to rejoice with Ben's final act being to share a kiss with Rey before he fades into the Force. And that's it, Reylo confirmed, shortest relationship ever. But that's just it though, people have literally been talking about this for years, but this moment serves as a catalyst. A catalyst for the Reylo conversation to become heated, because now it's official. Reylo is canon, and since this is the final, final chapter, that's it. The Raylo controversy takes on so many different ideas. It becomes this weird game of hot potato meets musical chairs where at any given moment, someone else might be holding the blame and someone else has become the victim. And the reaction has been mixed to say the least. At different points in time, it's been a problem for different reasons. Not limited to questions of sexism, racism, toxic relationships, and just poor writing, which is then further amplified by the volatile nature of the Star Wars fandom, which is divisive on its best days. And I'll be honest, initially, I didn't know there was anything more to this controversy other than whether or not you thought that Rey and Kylo Ren should end up together. Do you have something, a cowl or something you could put on? To me, it was just, yes, I want these two characters to end up together, or no, I don't want these two characters to end up together, or maybe I want her to end up with Finn, or I want her to end up with no one. But as I started peeling back the layers, the argument that seemed to come up most often was this idea of toxic relationships. And that Ray and Kylo Ren have a toxic relationship, and therefore shipping Raylo was akin to being pro-toxicity. So to start, let's just define what that means. A toxic relationship is when a relationship is characterized by behaviors by one or both partners that are emotionally and frequently physically damaging to their partner. For example. I'm not giving you anything. We'll see. Some fans claiming that Star Wars takes it to a potentially dangerous level, conflating violence with attraction. Reinforcing dangerous ideas about how people express attraction. And that's a mindset that many people have been trying to change. Going against the accepted aggressive behaviors, the ideas like he's only picking on you because he likes you. And while it's true that some kids might not have the social skills to cope with the feelings of attraction and so it comes out as being mean, this trait really shouldn't carry out of childhood. Domestic partner violence is one of the most common forms of violence in the world. So when critics of Raylo are sitting in their theater watching these two kiss after just a few movies ago, Ben was literally torturing Rey, they saw a franchise that reinforced and normalized abusive relationships. Advocates of Raylo, on the other hand would argue that Kylo Ren coming back as Ben Solo is him putting all that violence behind him. But anti raylos would also highlight the idea that being redeemed for or by love is kind of a trope. That a romantic relationship should not be a reward for redemption, but rather the redemption itself should be its own reward. But even if we ignore the movie potentially reaffirming abusive relationships, which we definitely shouldn't, there's another completely separate reason that spawned critics of Raylo, and that is that the writing just didn't set it up properly. People didn't expect it. So, when they kiss at the end of episode nine, it just sort of feels like it came out of nowhere. Like, the payoff wasn't that great because the buildup wasn't there. Which may not have been a huge deal other than what felt like should have been a significant moment falling flat. Except, then you have plenty of folks coming out and saying that they really wish that Rey had ended up with Finn at the end of the movie. Since the beginning of the trilogy, it does seem like Finn had kind of harbored some kind of a crush on Ray got a boyfriend cute boyfriend none of your business although at that rate any and all romance moments throughout this entire trilogy are confusing at best with there being kind of obvious moments between Ray and Finn Ray and Ben one weird one between Ray and Poe and Poe Ray I know let's all be honest the real relationship we were all hoping for was Poe and Finn that's my jacket oh, oh. no 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 no. Keep it, it suits you. I mean, he's not wrong. Finn does look good in that jacket. The confusion over Finn's possible crush on Rey though was not aided by the fact that inside of Rise of Skywalker, you have this moment where they're like about to die and he's about to confess something to her. Since then, director J.J. Abrams has come out and actually explained what he was going to say because they never actually tell us inside of the movie. What he was going to tell her is that he is for sensitive which is great and all, but like when you don't know that and you're watching this scene unfold, it is hard not to believe anything other than he's about to confess his feelings. And I say that because the very idea of confessing your feelings when you think that you are about to die and then ultimately not dying is also a trope. I love you. I know. And while in Rise of Skywalker, Finn had a few different potential romantic interests, critics came out afterwards saying that the fact that Finn and Rey didn't end up together was because the studio wasn't willing to like take a chance on an interracial couple. Not that they didn't have Finn and Rose kiss at the end of The Last Jedi, but they didn't exactly follow through with that in the Rise of Skywalker either. Speaking of Finn and Rose though, Reylo is not the first time that we've seen a relationship cause controversy in this trilogy. Rose was introduced to the Star Wars universe and was played by Kelly Marie Tran in The Last Jedi. A movie which lives at the forefront of the polarization of the Star Wars fandom. Sometimes it feels like quite literally every other person is either saying that it is complete garbage and does not count or that it is far and away the best movie that this saga has ever churned out. Now, before The Last Jedi, we knew very little about the character of Rose, but by the end of the movie and all of her adventures with Finn, we get to know her pretty well. And we see the two bond along that journey, and by the end of the movie, we see Rose save Finn's life and then tell him that she loves him. I still say there's no way she could have turned that speeder around in time, but that's not the Similar to the Reylo argument though, a major criticism of Rose expressing her feelings for Finn was that it was bad writing, that it wasn't properly set up throughout The Last Jedi, that people didn't see obvious moments of Rose being attracted to Finn or vice versa. Making it more complicated though, these bad writing criticisms also face backlash from parts of the Star Wars fandom. This argument being the only reason why people didn't see Rose being attracted to Finn is because Hollywood delivers female attraction to male characters in kind of tropey and inaccurate ways. For example, in many movies and TV shows, a female character may express her interest in a male character by telling another female character, but never by making any direct moves. Or she might show her attraction by just appearing available in some way so that the male character can then pursue her. In The Last Jedi, however, Rose is taking the initiative and expressing her feelings directly to Finn, even though she's never told another character that she may have had feelings for him. This means that potentially her attraction to Finn is less obvious to audiences who are more accustomed to female attraction being expressed in a more obvious way. After the release of the film, audiences had both strong and negative feelings about the character of Rose, but the ones that made headlines are the negative ones because Of course it was. Kelly Marie Tran, who played the character of Rose, really caught the brunt of this negativity on social media with enough very loud and disrespectful people who were displeased with her character to the point where she actually signed off of social media altogether. And some have gone as far as to say that the negative feedback on the character has actually led to a lessened role of Rose in the final installment of the trilogy. And we've kind of seen this exact same thing happen before in Star Wars, going back to the prequel trilogy and Jar Jar Binks. The klutzy Gungan was supposed to come across as comic relief, but ultimately ended up annoying fans of the movie as much as the characters inside the movie itself. Don't do that again. He is a main character in episode one, but after that, he's kind of just tucked in here and there. Anyway though, all of that brings us back to Finn, John Boyega, and Raylo. Because it wasn't just fans who thought that Finn and Ray should end up together, it was also John Boyega who played Finn as well. A sentiment that I think we can see in both tweets and interviews before and after the movie's release. And this wasn't really an issue until New Year's when he posted a video of himself dancing and one commenter said, my boy after realizing Kylo died so he can date Rey. To which John responded with what came across as a pretty crude and sexist comment about Finn and Rey's relationship. Feel free to look up that comment at your Own leisure, but the end result is that it earned John quite a bit of hate. Which then led to him making this video on Instagram where he is kind of slashing and dashing all of the either mean or pro Raylo comments. And again, this is why I think we look back to Kelly Marie Tran's experience with social media. And I think where we can see John Boyega trying not to fall victim to the same problem. He's getting a lot of hate from fans and basically just saying like, I'm over it and I'm above it. And while many applauded this stance and many did, the problem with this is that in that video that we just played, he didn't actually blur the names of the people who made those comments. We did. John Boyega left the names of these commenters clear to see for his 1.8 million follower audience, and they did. And some of that audience proceeded to hunt down these commenters and harass them. And this is where the music starts to grow quiet and the potato gets passed again. The curious thing is that John might have ended this whole thing with this video. like. He was so close. He was receiving hate and he was showing that he was above the negativity and he was doing it in a fun way i mean seriously those are scooter skin marks those tires don't match up with those skid marks at all we checked but while he managed to punch a tidal wave of negativity in the face he also inadvertently summoned the other side to rain down on those commenters whose names got left in which all of a sudden makes john look like you know the big bad celebrity and all those commenters look like the victims which They are, in a way. Yes, some of them left hateful comments, but did they deserve to be swarmed and harassed by this massive audience? It's kind of like they threw an empty can at an oncoming car, which is like not cool, but then the driver of the car hit them with the car. And it led to many of those commenters being driven off social media Altogether, which again, I think echoes back to what happened with his co-star, Kelly Marie Tran, except sort of in reverse. Here's the thing, I think the bulk of this controversy can be boiled down to what we call the Spider-Man principle with great power comes great responsibility. As much as it seems like John Boyega wants to have the freedom to be unapologetically himself online, to say whatever comes to his mind without consequence, well, he just doesn't really have that luxury anymore. He simply has two big Big of a following too much influence to not care. Truthfully, I don't think his intention with this video was to single out these commenters and send the horde their way. But when you have a platform like he does and you're a main character in Star Wars, you just have to be more careful. Which also kind of brings us to Star Wars as a cultural monolith. does have a wider and deeper impact on the world than other forms of media do. And therefore the storytellers behind these films have an even greater responsibility to not craft stories that inadvertently promote toxic relationships. And guys, I can tell you that just writing this very video took an enormous amount of that kind of consideration. Even after finishing this script, we spent an entire day with every single member of our team making sure that. We were using precise language and that we weren't going to perpetuate this even further accidentally that we ourselves didn't accidentally enter into that weird game of hot potato and musical chairs and our goal was to cover this story from as many different angles as we were able to find because i think it just hurts me inside to see that all of us who all love the same thing fighting over that thing. And our goal with this channel is to provide a place on the internet where people can come together to celebrate their fandom. A place that for us growing up, at times we felt like we couldn't find. So at the very least, hopefully now you have a better idea of the conversations that have been happening around the Raylo controversy. There are plenty of reasons why somebody may be in favor of the Raylo pairing, and there are plenty of reasons why you might be against it. But all of the hate and the arguing and harassment seems to have just made everyone less happy about everything. Fans attack actors, actors attack fans, fans attack fans, and it all just seems like it's starting to become normal for Star Wars. But with all of this context explained, I want to invite you to have better, more in-depth conversations down below. And please remember, whether you are for or against Raylo, like, we all love Star Wars. And we should be able to come together over the thing we love, even if we disagree. Because at the heart of the Raylo controversy isn't the relationship between Rey and Kylo Ren, it's the relationship of Star Wars fans with each other. Guys, I can tell you that this video took our entire team to put together. It was a really fascinating conversation for us to really dig in and try to better understand a controversy that's happening in a world that we exist in. If you liked this kind of video or if there are other controversies you'd like for us to investigate, please let us know in the towel section down below. And if you're just in the mood for something much more lighthearted, be sure to check out our Star Wars ice cream controversy right up here. Or if you would like to see us tackle the top seven unanswered questions from The Rise of Skywalker, you can check out this video right here. But otherwise, guys, I will see you on Tuesday.